The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. I'm joined by the super friends, Ryan Wilson and John Breach, along with the pauper of the power rankings. Prince of Prince. I'm sorry. I read that wrong. The Prince of the power ranks. The one, the only Pete Prisco. The man who requires a lot of alliteration and apparently a, uh, a noise reducer on my microphone because peas pop, Pete. Well, I usually make things pop. That's how I roll. I, I don't know how to take that, but I like it. Club and the club pops. Are you kidding me? Come on. You know me better than that. <laughs> they call Breach. you popcorn machine back in the day? No, you know what? I walk into a club and they go, what's the old man in the club? Yeah, who's, what's, what's, what's pops doing in here? <laughs> pops. Yeah, because I can't, I can't assimilate in any, any space whatsoever, right? You know me better than that. Hey, Brinson, before we get going quickly, I just want to rank the CBS HQ anchors and Pete who did the Jalen Waddle celebration dance. Pete okay. is in last place. Tommy Tran is the next to last. And Tommy's then, was way worse than mine. And then it no. came and Brandon, you were terrible. What are you talking about? Mine was good. Cause I got a shot in at Tua. Throw me the damn ball. Finally threw me the damn ball. What about, oh, we have Musso. Katie Mox did it too. Joe Musso. I mean, what about, what do you rank them? Hey, everybody. Look, I did Bring, it. You muted way. yourself. Wilson. How hard is it to do the dumb dance anyways? Apparently impossible. I thought Musso did well. BMAC, I thought did pretty well. Katie did well. Amanda wore a helmet. You could at least try to try an extra prop. You didn't do any of that. Pete, you looked like a, a bear doing the waddle, an impression of the waddle. That that uh, that helmet. I was gonna. I brought the helmet out and was gonna put it on. It's too big for the head. That would have been mocked. That wow. has no padding. That that helmet has no padding in it. You have a little head. Your head shrunk too, huh? Oh, yeah. No, there's no padding in the helmet. It's like they they have these safety helmets because they're not real. You know, so they don't want anybody to go out and put a helmet on like a Miami Dolphins and go out and outside and clank heads, which would be fun, by the way. That would be a good day. We should do that one day. Okay. Let's do it. I'm down. I got, I got, this is actually a, a prototype uh, NC State helmet that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah, like, well, those are probably on sale this time of the year after what happened last week. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's, boy, that was bad. Um, 
Yeah, I'm actually. I mean, if I were ranking like things I don't want in my life, NC State football is up there right now. Uh, uh, no, but worse, Arizona State football. That's Way true. Worse. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button and subscribe while you're at it. If you're listening to any on any of the various podcast platforms, make sure to hit us with a five star review. Go back one show in the feed. You got Katie Mox, myself, Emery Hunt, and Prop Stars looking at early odds for week five before you bet anything in the coming week. You're going to want to check that out. And today we're going to cover New York's football meltdown, look at Pete's week, week five power ranks, and rank QBs who should be benched. But first, Pete, nonsense power rankings. Wilson tried to – we're going to squeeze two in because we got through Wilson's waddle ranking so fast. Um, I know that you're a big – Taylor Swift fan. Yeah. Oh my God. Look how high that right eyebrow got up that. That's that's when you know Pete. That's when you know Pete is like, oh I told you. I'm going in October. He's got front row seats to go see Taylor. I'm going in next October. I have tickets to see Taylor Swift in in like wait, like October 2024. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm already sweating it. You want to go so badly that you plan this 12 months ahead? She's not she's not doing any tours until then. My wife. In Buenos t- Aires, and through a lottery, heard a friend got the tickets, and she wants me to go. And if the price doesn't go to extreme high places, which I hope it does, we'll go. If it goes to extreme high places, I told my wife, I said, "You can sell my damn ticket." Hey, let me you ask you, right. Pete, if this is not too personal, what does extreme high places mean to Pete Prisco's budget? Well, I mean, I, I looked the other day. The tickets where we got the tickets, and I don't think I don't know what they paid. They're up to two thousand already. That oh, thing's that's extreme high places. <laughs> you probably you probably paid like three hundred for them, right? I don't even know what she paid for them, but um, I'm the drag along. This is one of those, you know, you get dragged along for the ride. I, I somebody asked right, so me. She, so your wife and her friend are going, like and her husband, friend. and they're they're actually they're big Swifties, and uh, and so. Uh, she got me a ticket, and I'm the drag along. And I mean, the move is you say, "Look, sell my ticket for three thousand dollars, and I'll split it with you. You spend fifteen hundred on having a good time, and upgrade your hotel, and uh, I'll go party down on South Beach." You know, yeah. Well, that's probably what we'll end up doing. By the way, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, you know, somebody asked me the other day, "Can you name any Taylor Swift songs?" And I said, "No, I know them when I hear them, but I can't name them." Shake it off, and you have a year to learn them, Pete. All right, well, let's get into the silly rankings really quickly. Um, give By me way, your. I, am, I will say this. I'm going to see Chicago tomorrow night in case it's my birthday. Band Chicago? It's my birthday Thursday. My wife got me birthday, tickets to go baby. to Chicago Wednesday night. I love night. Chicago. Yeah, it's awesome. It's going to be an awesome show. I can't oh, wait. wait, wait. The, the Broadway or the band? The band. Oh, okay, good, good, good. 25 or what is it? 26 or three or what, uh, what's the song? 25 or six, two more Saturday in the park. Yeah. Saturday in the park. Chicago rules, man. That's oh, awesome. You got them all. You got tons of them. You got, and then you get, then you have the later ones that actually my wife knows better than me. Cause Peter Sotero kind of took over and had his own little. What, you were um, born in, in 1917. So how old does that make you? What's that? So are you, 60, how old are you 61? I'll be 63 on Thursday. 63 on Thursday. Oh my God. My brother get- Richard turned 64 today, so we were two days apart. He got kept back a year. I told you this story, <laughs> right? Got kept, we moved to South Florida, got kept back a year, so we were in the same grade in high school. So all the girls would come up and go, are you guys twins? And I go, yeah, my mom held me in for a year and two days. <laughs> uh, by the way, happy birthday to Richie. Yeah. Um, and Pete. The, and, well, and Pete. Yeah, Pete. Happy early birthday, buddy. Did we get him a cake? Yeah. No. You're going to you have, have to work on Thursday? Uh, yes. <laughs> where are you, where is Chicago playing? 
at the Hard Rock. Oh, sweet. And oh, at the Commander Stadium because it's Chicago versus Washington on Pete's birthday. What's the chances? Wednesday night, it's going to be awesome. My wife took Friday, Thursday off from work for me, and uh, we're going to go have a good old time on Wednesday night. It'll be fun. Okay, what do you think? Um, so if you take 25 or 6 to 10, or 25 or 6 to 4, I'm trying to do the math here. So that's 31, 30. Who score? Does, do, does the band Chicago, that's 35, who scores more, Chicago the band or Chicago the, the Bears? The Chicago, the band. Yeah, I think so. The Chicago, the Bears. Justin Fields played better last week. That's all a right. Good we're going to rank uh, celebrities that we might see. We'll try to get back to that. We need to get into. Well, who are the most celebrities? Who are the three most famous people you've ever seen at a football game? At a football game, not counting football players. Ooh. Or like a sort of football event. So you could be like Madonna. Oh, I was watching Monday Night Football once back in the day when you used to go out in Fort Lauderdale. I mean, you in person would see him. Yeah, I okay, was with, okay. I took a picture with him. Muhammad Ali. Oh, that's, oh, that's a good one. And you know who happened to be there that same night in the same bar? Donna Tommy Morrison. Uh, Donna Rice. Do you know who Donna Rice is? Oh yeah, yeah. She was on the on the tank. She was with the guy on wait, the wait, tank. You weren't even at a. You weren't even at the game. You were at like a bar. A bar, sports bar on a Monday night watching <laughs> Monday Night Football. That's and- wild. And Muhammad Ali was there, and Donna Rice was there, both in the same bar. So that's, that's Dukakis. A, that's wild. Is that Donna Rice, Dukakis. Yeah, no, she was with uh, Hart, Gary Hart. Oh, Remember? Gary he, Hart he, out of Colorado. He, that's right. That, that whole scandal ruined his uh, his political career because yeah. they, they got the pictures on the boat. So Gary Hart. I watched right, the the, um, the 2008 World Cup match between America and England at a bar with Idris Elba, and nobody knew who he was because he wasn't like really famous then. Stringer Bell. Did you get a picture with him? Yeah. You hung out with Stringer. You hung out with Stringer Bell. Yeah, my brother was like, that's the dude from the wire. I was like, no, it's not. What is he doing here? He was he's British. He's like the only guy in the entire bar cheering on the, the by the way, which goes back, this wasn't a football game, but I was at a hockey game. I was at a Rangers game at Madison Square Garden. A buddy of mine got me and my wife tickets way back in the day and got on the elevator. And who walked in? Who? Omar from The Wire. And oh! I standing in there, and I it was quiet as could be, and I said, Pete, don't scare. And he looked at me and started laughing. And he was, he was awesome. God rest his soul because he's passed away. But, yeah. I got, a, I got a photo with him in the New Orleans airport going into the uh, the Super Bowl against the uh, – the, before Breach worked to CBS, the Ravens in the, the 49ers Super Bowl. I've run into a ton of famous people. I'm just trying to think over the years. I've, and, and I always say something. I'm, I'm yes. one of those guys that always says something. Always say something. All right. Not surprising at all. Um, I saw Madonna at the Super Bowl one time too. I didn't get to talk to her per se. Well, remember they always had the um, the halftime show. People would come into the press, yeah. so the, those don't really count, do right. they? They're no. not random. No, 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 yeah, the random ones are, are definitely better. Anyway, Pete, you're the star. We want to see. We want to defend your power rankings. Do we really though? Uh, Monday night football, Sunday night football showcase New York teams that stunk the joint up, but the Jets actually kept it close. The Giants, <laughs> woof. Um, what do you? Uh, you have the Giants over the Jets. You sure about that? Because the Giants stink. Yeah, do you do that? Do you do that before the game on Monday night? No, but overreaction, overreaction to Zach Wilson. I mean, we really uh, are we really going there already after one week? He play, looked like a functional NFL quarterback one week, and now he's a. I mean, Daniel Jones, they're, they're so banged up. I mean, that's part of the problem with them. And I know Aaron Rodgers isn't there for the Jets, but we, we this league has gotten and the media especially has gotten so out of control with the overreactions for one game. Every what about what about four games for the Giants? 
Huh? Yeah, I they mean, played they, crappy in four games. Yeah, three. They, they played terrible for three and a half games, man. The, the offensive line is awful, by the way. What about the it's, Seahawks' offensive line? They don't make any excuses about those guys being banged up. Well, I mean, they're <laughs> yeah, they're banged up, but they have better players outside too, don't they? To throw to. Yeah, but I mean, but, I, I think but, the Jets are better. By the way, the the correlation that I made all throughout the offseason with the, with the Giants. And I, I mean, I think it makes sense, but obviously the, the quarterback situation is different. 2017 Buffalo Bills go nine and seven with Tyrod Taylor. They draft Josh Allen. They find a quarterback, and it was like everybody knew they were really lucky to go nine. And they had, you know, they had nine. They go nine and or nine and I hate this nine and seven. Um, make the playoffs, lose in the first round, and then the next year they go six and ten. They started out one and three. Just interesting. And it, the point being is like you get Brian Dable, you get Joe Shane from Buffalo. It felt like they got lucky to get in the playoffs last year. And now do you think they're a victim of their own success? Yeah, but they can't get rid of their quarterback. They just paid him. I know. I know. Well, just like remember people are like, oh, they drafted Josh Allen. Well, they're screwed. I mean, yeah, I don't know if this feels like the Bills. It feels more like Jacksonville where you had a playoff run with Blake Bortles. Then you decide to tie yourself to him. I give him a contract. Mm. And that was the overreaction. And that's exactly what the Giants are doing. They dug their own grave because now they're tied to Danny Dimes for at least two more but, seasons. But, whether they like it or not. Danny Dimes wasn't good last night. He's but, not the problem. Yeah, he's not the problem. Where, what quarterback would have been good back there? And nobody. Nobody. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, there are a couple, and Mahomes probably was still found the way. Yeah, but, but you still can't have a back-breaking fumble and give the other team a free yeah, touchdown and, and then true. throw the ugliest pick six. The pick, That was the offensive line's fault. That's true. Well, not just that. Not just yeah, the pick six, you got to throw to the to the corner. He had Waller in the back. Aaron line. Waller was wide-ass open. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, and, and Waller, by the way, hadn't done a whole heck of a lot either. I think he's no. hurt. He's yeah. Always hurt. yeah, that's true, too. They had him blocking a lot last night because everyone else was hurt, but then you're not using them. The running game was sort of okay. The special team stunk. And to Breach's point, it doesn't matter whether you're Patrick Mahomes or Daniel Jones with no arms. You can't throw that pass to, right to Devin Witherspoon. No. You, and and it's not like Seattle's that good. And they didn't do a whole heck of a lot on offense last night either. So, um, didn't need uh, you know, to. The Giants, yeah, they didn't. And But if the Giants score there and make it 14-10, is it, is it, do they at least get into the game? In the I, think, I, think the game I think the game's a lot closer. Yeah. But you know that – Pete Carroll has zero respect respect for that team because he went for it on fourth down, which is something he has never done in seventy three. Never, years. he never goes for it on fourth down. Yeah, it was, it, and that gave him get, that even gave him a little bit of light. But you know what? You go for it when you sit there and know they're not going to go score. They Absolutely. can't score. And also, like that Noah Fant fifty one yard catch down to the one yard line was so fluky. I mean, it looked like he stepped out about four times, his knee at the ground. Well, Busted the coverage on that. And, you know what the next gen stat said? They said that there was 15.3 yards of separation between Noah Fant and the next closest Giants defender, which is somehow second worst uh, this season. And Joe Musso was like, uh, "The Bengals are. De- I mean, the uh, excuse me, sorry, Breach. The Broncos are definitely number one. They had blown some. They've blown so many coverage this year. They blew some like point yeah, three like, yards. Yeah, that's yeah, embarrassing. That, the, the guy was in. He's supposed to get outside, and he stayed inside. And that was that was easy. They stunk. Every yeah, face. They, they stunk on the joint. At least, like, everyone had a couple sacks. That's a good sign. Who did? Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, he looked good. He dropped an interception, but okay. Yeah, that would have changed the game right there. It's mm. funny how, and, you know, every coach says this there's four or five plays every game that change the outcome of the game. And you look, think about it. It's, it's not just they change the outcome of the game, they change the feel of the game. If he picks that off and runs in, it might be a different game. It was a tough play, but you, I'm sure he thought he should have made it. Well, the first 
bobble, maybe. The third one, he should have pulled it in. He should have, you know what he should have done? He was trying to catch it and run. He should have dove for it and got on the ground and would have had a pick. Uh, they get so excited, they can't do that. So I think your top five is, I actually called it on yesterday's show before you'd sent it in. And um, I, I said it would be 49ers, Eagles, Chiefs, Bills, and then probably Cowboys, I think was the phrase I used. I think it's a pretty solid top five. Like, it's hard to... It's hard, to, it's hard to argue with any of those. And, you know, if, if anybody wants to say, oh, Chiefs, like, I think Bills could be two or one. I think Bills could be well, one, you honestly. Can make a case. I, I, you can, they can't be ahead of the Eagles. They're undefeated. They won right, the Eagles and Niners are undefeated. Right, exactly. So I'm fine right. having them one and two. You can make a case sure. for the Bills over the, uh, over the uh, Chiefs. But you could also say, you know, the Chiefs went to New York and beat the Jets, and they didn't. That, that, is, that is correct. Um, Jaguars, Bills in London. On Sunday, do the, are the Jaguars going to play Cam Robinson? I don't know. You know, to be honest with you, they have a weird situation there because their best offensive line has been Walker Little at left tackle. He's the long-term answer. Robinson hasn't worked at left guard. Little played the last preseason game at left guard, and that's the major problem right now. So what do you do? Uh, I think ultimately you get your best five on, which I think they'll end up moving Walker Little to left guard. I would put Cam Robinson at left guard, even though he hasn't worked there. Um it just you know, holds up. Yeah. I mean, it's not that hard. He, he won't like it. He'll complain. He'll complain about it, but I, I don't care. But you got to get your best five on the field. He'll be, they'll both be on the field on, on Sunday. So wait, did they, did they take him to, to London with him? Oh yeah. He went last week. Yeah. Okay. He went with them. They were allowed to take him with him. So he's there and ready to play. I would assume he's in decent shape and not great football shape. Remember he was in, in camp. So he'll play. Uh, I would play him. And, and their offensive line actually played better last week. The right guard played better. Sheriff played much better. Um, the r- rookie right tackle had, was much better last week. He had a rough go of it against the Texans um, in some situations. So I, I think they'll be fine on the offensive line, and that's been what's holding them back. They'll score this week. Buffalo's really good, but they'll score this week. I don't know if they're going to stop Buffalo. Yeah, I kind of like the over in the spot. It's like 48. Um, yeah, we know, do we know what the Bills are going over there? Yeah, I think they go Thursday, I think. Yeah, well, if they haven't left yet, then they're doing the end of the week thing. So yeah, they usually go on Thursday night and get there Friday morning, do a little something, then they kind of get their Saturday in and then play the game. It really seems That's like fun. these teams have decided to like avoid ha- taking the bye after London lately too. Like yeah. Jacksonville's coming back and playing the Colts the week after. Yeah, the Falcons are playing this week. They're, they're not taking their bye after uh, getting beat week. up. Yeah. It's a it's a tough turnaround. This remember this is a Bills home game. This is not Jacksonville's home game. It's yeah. Buffalo home game. That's Bills, a great Bills get Bills get Sunday night next week against the Giants. Though, so that's like a, that's a pretty solid. When you, but I mean, if you're Jacksonville, you'd rather play Buffalo in in uh, England than play them at Buffalo. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and worth noting too, as we pointed out yesterday, that the two games in Tottenham Stadium last year they have a different. They don't have like Wembley has that grass. Tottenham has the like the the NFL turf, uh, both games went over the total for those games. If you were interested in such things, um, Chiefs Vikings this week. Any chance the Vikings dig out of this hole? No, no, mm-hmm. not that. I mean, what does Brian Flores do? Yeah, the Vikings at twenty nine. The Brian Flores attacks and blitzes and everything else. I think Mahomes is going to light them up this week. You know, the, the Chiefs are playing consecutive road games. Never easy. Um, and you know, coming off a Sunday nighter, which isn't easy, but that defense gives up a lot of big plays. And when you play Patrick Mahomes, 
The one thing you don't want to do is go attack them and leave those guys in one-on-one situations. He's going to kill you that way. That was the book on him. Remember, everybody said, okay, you play him off coverage and he'll have to evolve. Well, he evolved and he became good at that too. But I think you'll see more man-to-man from the from the Vikings. I don't know if they can keep up. And I, I just think this is a bad matchup. But they do have all their games left in the division, though. So it's not it's sure. not done. I mean, they play everybody still in the division, so they have a chance to turn it around. But I don't think they're that good. I, I think defensively they have major issues. They weren't right good now. a year ago either. Well, working. I mean, in Brian Flores' defense, they only gave up six points to the Panthers on Sunday. I mean – the That's Panthers. kind of a step forward. The the well, Panthers scored thirteen, but there was a pick six in there. A, a tiny quarterback is not playing very well. Well, he right. Actually, but I went back and watched all the snaps. He actually played pretty well. He had the fumble. Otherwise, he had. Oh pretty good my hit. god! You will defend that kid to no end. It's ridiculous. Watch the tape. Learn he, the game. Look, he, he made a couple good throws. Um, he elementary decisions on not seeing blitzes. That's on him. <laughs> uh, I just you 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 got to have to give it up when when a guy doesn't play well. Just say he's not playing well. You're allowed to say that. You can say that. Your valuation's better if you're honest. My I'm, mom, my mother, Ann Brinson, the retired Reverend Ann Brinson, texted me. And said, I am. She said. <laughs> she said. Why does the Panthers head coach call the plays? <laughs> She's like, is that normal? You sure you should be doing this? They were at the game. She's like, I don't think they're very good. He's going to give you a better evaluation of Bryce Young than he get than Ryan Wilson give you. He's not playing well, and you sit and defend him at every step of the way. I, mean, I don't look, defend he's him, but he, up, he's going to end up being a good quarterback. I, I, I think he will. I'll just say this: so your buddy Rick Spiel and I talked about the, the quarterbacks today uh, on the podcast, and CJ's a clear number one, the rookie quarterbacks. Number two was Anthony Richardson last week, and then I had Bryce third. I mean, yeah, he didn't play yeah. great, but he didn't play yeah. terribly. He made the one mistake, and you're right, he missed the the blitz. They had seven guys lining scrimmage on the fumble. You can't do that. But he did make some good throws. So I, I, thought, I think it's progress. Of, in fairness to him, he doesn't have a ton of help around yeah. him. Oh. I, I think the receivers are, are slow. And Thielen played his best game. Thielen struggled this year. But, yeah, no, he was third best of the – Thielen's been, Thielen's been fine this year. The side of that is this. The Texans were down four offensive linemen. They played their third team left tackle last week. And, they, and And look really good. So, Zero I mean, stacks. that's – Yeah. So, Bryce Young is now tied with Aiden O'Connell for Rookie of the Year odds. 75 to 1. And Aiden got sacked six Yikes. against the Chargers. And he also fumbled twice and threw an interception. interception. They what get to save Brandon Staley's job. How are they doing, by the way, yeah. for me? Will Levis. <laughs> he is off the board. <laughs> yeah, still time. Sprinkle, uh, Brenton. Wilson, I, Wilson I, well, you can't bet anything. I believe you're going to ask Pete something about the Cowboys and the 49ers. Uh, I think I know the answer to this question, but I'll ask it as written. Do the Cowboys move up if they beat the 49ers? I feel like they go to number one. I mean, I don't know if they're... Yeah, how high can the Cowboys go if they beat the Niners? They beat the, it depends on how they beat them. You know, I, I think that matters. I mean, if they beat them on a fluky play or something, that they won't go to one. But if they beat them up, yeah, they can go to one. I don't think it matters how you beat them because the 49ers have been so dominant. Yeah, I think it was, what if you have two, two muff snaps and they turn them into points and they win 14-13? Yeah, give me a break. It matters how you win. Okay. But if they beat him up and and slow him down and take McCaffrey yeah. out of the game and play great defense and Parsons all over the field, and Dak doesn't throw interceptions like he did in the playoff game last year. Oh, gosh. Then then I think they'll uh, they'll move up and they have a cha- legitimate chance to be the one team. Okay. What if the 49ers win forty one to seven? 
how far do you drop the Cowboys? And that, then that means the last two road games have been a disaster for the Cowboys, and that's a major concern. And may, remember, they got run over by the Cardinals. The Cardinals went through them for 200, and if the, if the 49ers do that to them, they drop way down. I don't know. They're still – they're still going to playoffs. Well, but I mean, the Cardinals basically did what you would hope the 49ers will do, which is run the run, run at Micah Parsons. It's a the 49ers offense is so well designed, and it makes it so easy on Brock Purdy, and they have playmakers at so many spots. It's it's just it's and Kyle Shanahan's a great play caller. He compensates for the right side. The right side of the offensive line is bad, but he compensates. You're going to give Brock Purdy some credit too. Well, Brock Purdy's playing well. He's smart. He knows where to go with the football. Okay. I want to make sure. There's no doubt about that. Didn't you have him as QB1 that year? The year before he came out, I had him going in the first Ooh. round of those early mock drafts. I think I had him going first overall in my way too early mock drafts. No, that, was, that was Jake Fromm. Nice try. I had Jake <laughs> Fromm too. I had Brock Purdy for sure. <laughs> no, you didn't. Right, <laughs> I did. I swear. <laughs> with his junior year at Iowa State, I had him in the first round. Okay. Check the receipts on oh, that. Was, I mean, he was good in college. He was a good college quarterback. And he's, uh, as you point out, he's in a great situation. I mean, if he were in Pittsburgh right now, he'd be like Kenny Pickett, sitting in a wheelchair somewhere, wondering or where things went wrong. In Carolina, he'd be like Bryce Young. I mean, <laughs> that's right. I mean, yeah. All I mean, right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll find out if Breach read the rundown and knows what question he's supposed to ask Pete. Next, Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Pick Six Podcast Show on CBS Sports. We're not on HQ. It's not really the show. It's just the Pick Six Podcast. Will Brinson, Ryan Wilson, John Breach, joined by Pete Prisco. Breach, I'm sure you're dying to ask Pete about some team from the AFC North. Well, Brinson, as we know, I don't read the rundown. But as you know, I am an AFC North expert, self-proclaimed. So, yes, obviously I have a question. <laughs> Pete, do you think the Ravens are actually for real? I mean, you're talking about a team. That you look at, they beat the Bengals in week two with a hobbled Sixth Joe Burrow. Sixth power rankings, by the way. They beat the Browns, who are starting a rookie quarterback. They lost to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, so, you know, it's hard to make anything of their wins, and you have them six overall. Are you convinced that they are a top six team? I don't think you've seen the best of the Ravens offense yet. I, I think it's just starting to happen. And, and uh, even though they – yeah, they, you, you pointed out they had – their schedule's been favorable, but the best of their offense is coming. I think as Todd Monken gets more comfortable and Lamar Jackson gets more comfortable with him, the offense – and they need their playmakers. Those guys haven't been on the field either, a lot of those guys. So uh, I think they, they've had a ton of injuries, and they still found a way to go 3-1. and one. I mean, their injuries have been – you look at the guys who are not playing, it's incredible. So uh, to answer your question, yes, I do. 
And it's all about Lamar becoming a pocket passer and becoming a better pocket passer, which I think he will do. I like it. I like it, Pete. Um, Are the Bengals done? That's the question. That's a great no, question. they're not done. That the next question, they're not even close to. If they lose to the Cardinals, I'll, I won't. Twenty three low enough for the Bengals. Week against Arizona, and then they have what Seattle and home next week. So and then the bye, win, then win both of those. Buffalo. They'll win both of those. They'll go into their bye three and whatever, and three and three, and they'll be happy. And so if they'll they be more panicky. The Cardinals, are they done? If they're they done now. If they lose to the Cardinals, that's a problem. If they, no, they no, are they to, done? Yes or no? Not a problem. Are they done? No. If they win one of their next two games and get to the bye at two and four, and Burrow is two weeks to heal, I think they'll be okay. Is two weeks enough for a calf that took six weeks off no. and never to heal? No, no it's, but you get better. You can. So maybe maybe Nick Bosa and Von Miller will help us calf. It, I mean, it like, just gives you a chance to kind of reconfigure your offense. I mean, look, we saw last year when they lost Jamar Chase the first game without him. They got blown out of the water by the Browns on prime time. They spent the week, kind of figured out the offense, what it needed to look like without Jamar Chase, and then, boom, they won almost every game for the rest of the season. So they just need to rewire. They'll be fine, I think. You can't even convince yourself. I can tell on your face you don't no, believe he it. Doesn't, he doesn't believe it. It's amazing, <laughs> by the way. When you guys, when teams take the field and they know their quarterback is hurt, everybody starts pressing and it gets worse. The mm. offensive line knows they have to hold their blocks more. The receivers know they have to get open quicker. It doesn't happen. The defense knows they have to play better. You think about that. It happened last week. Cleveland's defense didn't look great last week because they mm. pressed. They knew they had to be even better than what they were because they had a, a rookie quarterback starting. So I think that's the thing that concerns me about the Bengals. If Joe Burrow's never Joe Burrow this season, they're toast. They have no yeah. chance. I think Breach knows that in his heart of hearts, and you he probably wish they him. had rested him earlier, Breach, or no? No, absolutely. I still think they it. should have rested him before even the Rams game. They should have rested him up into the bye. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was their best bet. They didn't do it. But now they have to win one of their next two games. That's really what it comes down to. So wait, so you you think they should have rested him the all the way to the bye, not played at all? In the no, I think they either should have rested him from training camp until mid September until it was absolutely hundred percent and there was no issues. So don't even start the season with him. But once Great. they started the season with him, then I thought after week two that they should have said, "All right, let's sit him till the bye." When it became clear that he couldn't run the offense that they yeah, needed to run, but, but you get you did get one out of it. So I mean that you, right, you did get one. So right, and that's did, a big one. If you didn't play, you weren't getting any. And if you didn't but have it, any, buy your toast. Right, and to me, so it's only worth it if you get two. Right. So because a backup quarterback could have maybe lucked into one win, one and three during the four weeks burrows out is not okay. A backup, a backup quarterback, Jake Browning, could have beaten the Rams on Monday night the way that defense played for Cincinnati and could, in theory, I think, beat the, the Cardinals as well. So, like, they, pro they probably screwed up not resting Burrow. And Wilson's making that face, but we all remember what Ryan Finley did. Yeah, if you weren't wearing a long sleeve shirt, we oh yeah, there you go. That's right. That tattoo yeah, caused that. Accidents happen once in a blue moon. Come on, give me a break. The, the Houston Texans were 31st in your rankings just two weeks ago. Uh, it feels like last week we were talking about the Texans shooting up your rankings, and that's because we were. They went up 12 spots to 19th, and this week they jumped another seven spots to 12th overall. Uh, how are you so wrong about the Texans? And would you me? like to apologize? All of us, no. every single one of us. Not me. Three people on this podcast actually all said that the Texans were a good bet to win the AFC South. You, you picked the Jaguars. What are you talking about? I know you're a good picked. bet. 
I said they're a good bet. I talked about the Texans all offseason. I just didn't really like CJ Stroud. I, I said the Texans would be feisty, tough, and uh, win six games, seven games. And, and that's exactly what they are. They might be better than that. Uh, I think D'Amico Ryan's a hell of a coach. Yep. Uh, and I guess you can pop on the tape and watch his team. They play hard, tough, physical, nasty. They run to the football. And the fact that they played with four offensive linemen down, in, in fact, five, because the, the backup left tackle didn't play either, mm-hmm. uh, and they held up uh, is no amazing. Sad. But, but you know, the quarterback is, is real. At least it looks like it. And when he's good, everybody else, again, it elevates everybody else's play. Nico Collins wasn't good last year. He's good now. Tank Dell. Um, Tank Dell gives you the speed. Defensively, they can get it. They have good players, and a lot of those guys have been hurt, you know, in the back end. Petrie came back last week, but they've had injuries back there as well. So uh, it's a good, tough, physical team with good, you know, not great players, but good players. And they R- all- reminds me a little bit of like, not, I mean, I, I don't want to give it like the full Patriots, you know, 2001 thing, but like Belichick, when he, you know, he like rebooted the Pats on defense by going out and getting like, veteran guys that he believed could make an impact and like raise the floor of that defense. And they sort of did the same thing. It felt like in Houston. Yeah. And Will Anderson's been good. He's just not an elite pass rusher. He's been, oh, you, you, you put on the tape, you put on the tape, man, he plays a run. Well, he's tough. He knocks guys back. Uh, I just don't think he's ever going to be a, a, you know, a Nick Bosa, Von Miller. Well, that's he, an elite well, pass rusher. He's not going to be an elite pass rusher. He's right. going to be a good pass rusher. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think he's going to be better than good. He'll be between good and elite. Uh, the other thing worth noting, by the way, I think D'Amico Ryans was the exact right call. We talked about this on the podcast about how typically offensive-minded coaches are where you want to go uh, unless you want uh, unless you have a leader, and D'Amico Ryans feels like that. But credit to him for also going out and getting Bobby Slowick. Uh, well, was, bringing him with him more than was, going out and getting him. I mean, Well, I was going to say, he was with him in San Francisco, and <clears throat> I watched all of CJ's throws because we had to talk about it on the podcast against the Steelers. That was a fun watch. But Slowick has answers for the quarterback. The quarterback has answers if the play is out of structure. He's throwing on time. He's throwing accurately. And he makes it look easy where you go around the league to New York, to the Giants, to the Steelers, to the Bears. It looks like those offenses have no answers to anything, and those guys just started playing football two weeks ago. So I think there's a lot of credit to go around. And it's fun to watch that team. Yeah, Slowick deserves a lot of credit. Again, it's the tree. It's the Shanahan tree. It just drops them off. I mean, everywhere you get to the – I'm talking about the Mike Shanahan tree, the Kyle, McVeigh, LaFleur. There's only one guy that doesn't really work. If you count – is Staley kind of part of the tree or not? He's on the other side Vic of the Fangio. ball, though. I think he's Vic Fangio tree. Yeah. Yeah, the one thing I'll say about the Texans, real quick, is just it reminds me of 2012 – Colts with Andrew Luck his rookie year where you just had such a bad team the year before no one thought the quarterback I mean Luck was obviously a generational prospect and people thought he would make the Colts a little better but even most people didn't expect they would get the playoffs in his rookie year and now that's it looks like uh, man Stroud might get this team to the playoffs do they beat the Falcons this week that's the yes yeah yes by two touchdowns yeah I think that's not even a stretch two touchdowns a lot have you seen the Falcons Falcons are playing good Falcons are Desmond Bruce forward at home Falcons haven't even scored two touchdowns in the last two games combined. Yeah, uh, Brinson gave that doesn't matter face. It's still, it's, still the NFL. it's still the NFL. You get full of yourself a little bit. You start reading your press clippings. You go on the road against a team that got beat up in, in London, and they're now they're at home. That just and, a, and you got like Wilson and Breach talking about how the Texans are going to win by fourteen points, fourteen yeah, plus points. Formula, like this reeks. Like, this reeks of a Falcons win. Play. Yeah, it's at play in that game. The NFL yeah. formula is perfectly at play. Now, in fact, well, I don't even know what the line is. What is it? Minus 14 uh, and a half wins over Wilson. It is. I'll tell you this real quick. As the CBS Sports picks leader, 
Uh, I think 14 <laughs> points feels like a good prediction. The Falcons are, the Falcons are minus the Falcons are minus two and a half. I, I, I yeah. wonder. I wonder what you guys would be. I, the, this is the best bet for me. Falcons minus two and a half. Yeah, I, I, I like the Falcons like thing too. But hey, you're leading the picks, Breach. That tells you uh, how bad, poorly we're all doing because we we've, we've been stinking it. Yeah, uh, Breach I, is typically pretty look, terrible. Look at the records from last week for everybody. By the way, just take a look at them. We you were six nine and one, yeah. seven eight and one for me. Dubin and Breach went nine six and one. Wilson went eight seven and one. Uh, so in first place right now, Breach is 33, 29, and two. No, you're not leading. Dubin's leading. You, you're leading. Out of us four, I'm leading. That's not the yeah, CBS Sports Picks leader. Are you clown. You're three games I'm, back in the lead. I'll give it to you, Breach. You yeah, need thank a, you. You Wilson. need a victory this. Okay, season. fine. I'm in second place out of everyone, but out of this, everyone was podcasting. Jamie go four and a four and something. Uh, Dave went four eleven and one. Jamie went five ten and one. Yeah, it, it was a bad week across the board. Yeah, except unless you're a donkey like Breach. <laughs> yeah, Breach, you're a donkey. Uh, so Dubin's, Dubin's, Dubin's got 36. Breach has 33. Sully has 32. Wilson has 30. Pete has 29. I have 28. So it's all pretty pretty tight there. We all stink. Yeah. Somebody's, Somebody's going to have a big week and like make a surge, and then Breach is going to be like, well, why don't we look at straight-up picks? That's where I always – had two bad weeks in a row. Breach so. always talks about how straight up is what matters, not anything well, else. I'm winning that one. I know that. Nobody cares about. Nobody, not up. one person on God's green earth cares about. Breach's daughter cares. Smart people make their money. Doing her football pool. God, he likes them. You know, you know, you know. Breach will bet like minus three hundred money lines for like ten dollars. Is he winning straight hit. up? Is he bragging about that too? Yeah, they hit all. I am. It's pathetic. Again, nobody cares. Nobody cares. He's been bragging about it for like 10 years. He's like, I went straight up every year. It's like literally, you're the only person who clicks on that page. Straight up every year because Dave Rickard usually went straight up every year because he says the same damn thing. I go, Dave, nobody cares. Yeah, nobody cares about straight up. Leave Dave alone. Leave Dave alone. Look, Ryan. Ryan takes up for everybody just like he takes up for Bryce Young every week. On Wilson, here. did you read? Did you read? Did you look at the rundown today? You got questions that you're supposed to ask. Like you're like it says. Well, you were Wilson. going. You were crushing breach about all his shortcomings, and I was trying to defend breach. Thank you, Wilson. Uh, you're asking about the Jaguars now. Short. No, we're not doing the Jaguars. The Terry fun? wants to move on. So, Brent, uh, I'll ask you this, Pete. What's the Steelers' biggest problem? They look good on paper. Harry wrote that on the rundown. He's right. They in real life they look like straight up dog dookie. They look awful on Sunday. Uh, the offensive line is a major issue. Pickett wasn't playing well. And defensively, how the hell do you play a line with five guys down with your pass rush and you don't disrupt the game? You didn't, you didn't disrupt the game. And they got that run is, on by a Jaguar. I mean, a Texas team that couldn't run the ball. Correct. That's inexcusable. I it's agree. almost is, – is that not the classic case of a team who played back-to-back -back road games? I That's mean, a classic it, case of that team not being prepared. I've seen that movie play out yeah, a million but, times. Well, is it Mike Tomlin a Hall of Fame coach? I mean, how does that happen? I don't and you know. have veteran leaders on that team? That that shouldn't happen. I you know where I'm going to point the finger, but the defense did stink it up. You're so going to point the finger at Pickett. No, no, Matt Canada. Oh well, that goes without saying. But I mean, I he's mean, not calling the defensive plays. I don't think. I mean, we can blame for that, but the no. defense stunk. Yeah, the defense, that, I thought they would go in there, get short fields on turnovers, and they would be disruptive and I've dominate the line of scrimmage on defense. And even as bad as their offense has been, they would get some points out of it. That didn't happen. Breach, can you take any solace in the Steelers being terrible, or are the Bengals too much on your mind? Uh, I can't believe that they're equally terrible and that <laughs> uh, a, a, 
offense that has Kenny Pickett at quarterback and Matt Canna's offensive coordinator <laughs> has been just as good as the Bengals offense this year. So that is sad. Is that taking solace? I don't know, but that that is how it feels. <laughs> that makes me feel better. Thank you for that. By the way, isn't this the same? This is like last year. Remember when the the, the season started? Everybody's talking about the AFC West is going to be like the SEC of uh, the NFL. It's so powerful. It didn't work out that way. And then you look at this division this year. Sucks. Oh my God, the AFC North. Everybody's going to be good. Well, we know two teams right now that aren't very good. And One team is going to the playoffs. That's it. Cleveland. We don't know how good Cleveland. Cleveland. And, and then you have Deshaun Watson refusing to play, even though he's medically cleared. Yeah. What's that about? Yeah, I'd send him packing, but you can't. What's um, the What's the stat on Matt Canada? It's like the Steelers haven't. Oh, it's um. It's a zero in front of it, whatever the next thing is. No, the Steelers haven't gone over 400 passing, 400 total yards in a game in like 39 games or something like that. It's something insane. It's like every other NFL team averages 9.3 like games over 400 yards in that stretch. Where is their, you know, okay, the outside guys can run a little bit, but they don't, the backs are, they're plotters. They don't. Jalen there. Warren's got a little juice to him, but they don't oh, use him properly. Here, here it is. This is from uh, Shield Copedia, uh, for a uh, friend of the podcast. Streak continues. Steelers have now gone 39 straight games under OC Matt Canada without gaining 400-plus yards. During that span, other teams, the other 31 NFL teams, have gained 400-plus yards. How many times do you think it is? On average or combined? No, no, combined. 31 teams in, in those 39 games for the, for the Steelers. What so is 39 about? games? Like three years? Two and a half years, two years, two and a half years, yeah, ninety times, two and a half years, ninety from Ryan. What else? I guess forty-one teams, thirty-nine games. Yeah, in the last, yeah, thirty-one teams over two and a half years. No, it's well over ninety. Okay, what is it? I mean, you said four hundred yards. Yeah, four hundred yards. it's it's probably two something. Two hundred ninety-five times. I was gonna guess two ninety-three. Sure you were. I'm just right, give it a breach. Uh, nine point five times. One over me. Nine point five times per team. Steelers had two hundred twenty-five yards this week. They've been under three hundred and three of four games this season. That is pathetic. Pete, let me ask yeah, you what I always. Four yards isn't that much anymore, Ryan. In case you're wondering, nine. No, that well, that leads me to this question. I've, I've asked these guys this nine basically every games. week, and this is how terrible it is to have to watch this nonsense unfold in real time. What does this offense look like if, say? Kyle Shanahan's calling plays. So that's all. I always go to the extreme. Give me the best, and can you fix this steaming pile of crap? And this team would be – they would be in first place in the in the conference, in the division, sorry. Three but and maybe. one, four and oh. Maybe, but uh, okay, we'll, we'll kill the offense. That goes what I was saying. But last week was about the defense, though. Give me a break. That was about the, the – The offense was, didn't do anything. I know, but that defense – you're supposed to be a dominant defense. No, I get and it. They, but, I mean, that, the offense isn't helping them out. And the other thing to keep in mind, and we talked about this – I don't know what the team was. There's was a team that's on the field a bunch last week that had a good defense. But when your offense goes three and out, 15 straight drives, your defense gets tired. And I'm not blaming that for the Steelers the way they played. But in general, at some point, you like the offense to stay on the field for more than a minute and a half. Also, get get the defense can get the ball back and turn it over and get short fields, and they didn't do any of that either. They stink. Uh, all right. Let's sort out the chaos in the middle of the power ranks. Actually, you know what? Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll sort out the chaos in the middle of your power rankings. Next. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, back here on the Pick 6 Podcast. Ryan Wilson, Will Brinson here with Ryan Wilson, John Breach, and Pete Prisco, the Pied Piper of the power rankings. I love it. Chaos in the middle. You got three two and two teams that moved up six spots. By the way, you tell everybody not to overreact. I counted 14 of 32 teams. You moved five spots or more. Or from like, from like 10 to 23. It's like everybody moved five spots or more except two teams. Uh, Titans, Chargers, or Rams all moved up six spots with this their performance this week. And then the Saints, Colts, and Commanders all moved down six spots. Uh, pick one of those that you feel like, Pete, is most likely to continue an upward or downward trend. Okay. Um, the easy so the Titans, Chargers, and Rams up. Saints, Colts, Commanders down. Well, the Titans will have a good week this week because they have a bye. So Staley can't go for it on fourth and one from his own end. So that's good. For <laughs> um, in the Chargers. In the Chargers. That's what. That's what, yeah. Um, so you got the the Chargers have their bye. The Titans are. The t- Playing the Colts. Colts. Colts, yep. The Titans will be the one team that keeps us keeps going up. Mike Rabel's, Rabel's a dog again, plus one against yeah. the Colts. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a, that team is tough. Uh, their offensive line is bad, by the way, so it's it makes it hard to say they're the same old Titans because they aren't. Uh, but but I think they're still find a way to keep this set. They're going to be they're, they'll be the same team they always are when you look up at the end of the year. They'll be what nine and nine and eight. What? Eight or and maybe 10, a division winner. Seven. Maybe nine and eight, yeah. but we're like playing playing week seventeen to try to win the division. Oh. Derrick Henry somehow has like t- like eighteen hundred yards or something like a- that. And Kenny Pickett is their quarterback. Yes, same team. Same team. Okay. Instead of Joshua Dobbs, you got the Titans continuing on the way up. Uh, Wilson, up. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers beyond next week because I have faith. Brandon Staley will not continue to go for it deep in his own end, deep into the fourth quarter. The smart with a game on the line. So you I'm know, going with. You guys happen to see what happened at the end of that game when Asante Samuel had the pick? Brady Staley told him to get down. Well, you know, I don't know if he told him. I I went back and watched the tape and pulled that play out to see what he was doing. He was going like this or something, and he saw it. And Samuel said it because he ran over toward him, and Samuel said he thought he told him to go down by what he was doing. I don't think he screamed go down, but his mannerisms were weird. Get the hell out of the way. Samuel, Asan, uh, he, uh, he was he was taking that to the house. You know but what he was screaming, Pete? To the house because when you watched it, on, it's oh, the all the way you can see somebody coming down. But he was gonna have a he was gonna have a chance. He had a couple guys in front of him. It might have been forty yards or whatever. Then it's a whole different scenario. If he's tackled where he's tackled where he went down, then yep. it flipped the field and it became an issue for him at the end. It, 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 what are you doing? Get out of there, Staley! You know Every what he was week? screaming? Huh? I'm not getting fired this week. That's what he said. <laughs> Well, well, he I mean, just he erroneously believed that if Samuel got down, that there was no chance he would have to give the ball back to the Raiders. Well, we don't know that. Well, no, yeah, we, I don't think. And Brent, the picture I shared with you, this wasn't me saying that. I thought he said that. I think it was more a Pete. I think it was a celebration thing. And, but you can't celebrate like that because that would have been an all-time coaching gaffe if Samuel went down because he thought his coach told him to go down, but his coach wasn't telling him to go down. He was just celebrating interception with some right, crazy, right, right, right. Yeah. crazy really That's like actually this. worse than telling him to get down. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, he's like... He's, he, but it was like this or something because I watched it again. It was weird. when you. It was like, he was like fist pumping, but like his arm is going down, which makes he, it look he like he's saying... He ran towards him, and when you run yeah. towards him, that means you think he's telling you to go down. So... 
Samuel said after the game, he was quoted, he said, I thought he told, I was telling me to go down with his celebration. So it cost him 30 yards at least. It might have cost him a pick six. It almost cost him the game. Right. Yeah. They, they went playing out. And the Raiders had nine fingers. He was fine. The fourth and one again was moronic, but he keeps doing it. Well, I love that the quarterback had learn. When's he gonna learn? The he quarterback put, he put, had nine fingers at that point, and then you go under center and you can't take snaps under center to try to get right. one yard. It was it was a it was a, a poop show. Breach, pick one of the four remaining teams that you think will go up or down. Titans or Chargers are off the table. The Bengals are not involved. I think the Los Angeles Rams what? are going to go up. I think you're they are a garbage sneaky. human being for taking my Rams. I think they are sneaky good this year. I think they might beat the Eagles on Sunday. And then you look at their schedule. They got the Cardinals after that. They have the Steelers. A lot of winnable games there. And Philadelphia has to fly across the country. Uh, not going to be an easy game. And the Eagles secondary hasn't been great this year. They've given up the third most touchdown passes in the NFL through four weeks. Uh, I think Stafford might pick them apart, and Cooper Cup might be back. Stafford's a little banged up, though. Yeah, it's Stafford's whole career has been banged up. He's yeah, made he's a. I, I'm with. I think the Rams. I think Sean McVay's a great coach. I mean, just watching that. There's another team with a bunch of no namers other than Aaron Donald on defense, and they play hard and tough, and they get after it. I, I'm with you. The Rams are Rams are an impressive team. Rams would have been. Yeah, Rams would have been. I think the Chargers are the easiest choice. Don't mind the Titans. I think the Rams. I think all three of those teams are on the rise. Uh, teams that could go down. Like I almost think the Colts. Might not be terrible, and Jonathan Taylor coming back could help them a little bit. But I, I'm I'm going to take the I, I think uh, Dave Otay's to this podcast know where I'm going with this one. The New Orleans Saints, man, I don't think they're good. I just don't think they're a good football team. Do you did we talk? Did we we didn't talk about these stats on the on the podcast on Sunday Night Recap? Did we? I don't know what are they. We did not talk about the Kamara no, stat. Alvin Kamara, fourteen targets. Fourteen targets, thirteen catches for thirty-three yards. Well, that was two point four per attempt. Derek Carr had twenty-three completions for thirty on um, th twenty-three of thirty-seven for one hundred twenty-seven yards. That is impossible. Uh, that's true. Daniel Jones did it Monday night, but yes, I, I take your point. That's no, three point no, four. That's in the Gabbard zone. He was hurt. They probably should have played Jameis Winston. hundred percent. How much do you hate Jameis Winston that you're rolling at a one-armed quarterback out there? You can't throw yeah. the ball overhand. They were dominated in that game. That was yeah. by the way, Kamara. Kamara had one catch for ten yards, which means that if you take that one out, he had 23 receiving yards on 12 other catches for 1.92 yards per catch. The Bucks are better than everybody gave him credit for. I don't yeah, know. If you said it. Rick definitely said it before the season. Did you say that too? Who me? Yeah, Rick. You got the Bucks I, at ten. Well, you know what I did? I went there in May. Yeah, you were all over them. I was all over them. And then I went back in July, and they had that stupid quarterback competition, which was a legitimate <laughs> quarterback competition. And Baker looked like he was going in the jar. That's right. I yeah. to myself, uh, I don't know if I can go with this team now. So I changed my pick to the Saints to win the division. I wish I would have stuck with my instinct because Baker yeah. – I like Baker. And most I do people, too. Is Baker – Baker's better than Deshaun Watson right now. Oh, not even close. Yeah, I mean, at least he shows up and plays, and he always plays with a chip on his shoulder. He's tough. He He's does. tough. Yeah, but I, I think Tampa's Tampa. You know what Tampa has? A nice mix of veterans and speed. And those like, guys make plays on the outside run. too. You know, guys can run, and they have young guys on defense. They can run, and and you mix them in with David, and that comes. You know, really, Vita Vea was outstanding last week. Just dominated on the interior. 
you know, Yaya Diaby. I mean, they have guys who can run and move and fast, and then they still have the veterans. It's a good combination. That's a good team right now. Trey Palmer, you actually liked, so I'll give you credit for that one. I did. All right. There weren't a lot of people in the league that liked them, though. <laughs> Wait, real quick on the Saints. Uh, you mentioned Kamara, 13 catches for 33 yards. Before Sunday's game, the record for fewest yards on 13 or more catches was 71. Yikes. So literally wow. smashed that by going. <laughs> it's not even sliced. smashed. It's like, but it's like. It's the reverse sliced. Of it's like, <laughs> like they it's like slice. They dice, slice, and dice that record up. That is, oh my God. My theory is that Derek Carr didn't want Jameis to come in and win the game, and then they would like have to hear about a quarterback controversy. So he was able to, he, he forced his way out on the field and did his well, and let him do gimmick, it. They put the gimmick on the field a couple different times, too. Oh, yeah. They're obsessed with old Taysom Hill. Okay. We're going to get out of here on this. An on the spot power ranking. We're going to make it up live on air just for fun. We're going to pick a number. With our powers combined, create one blind ranking. So there's only four of us here, so we'll let Pete pick five and number one. So we're going to go top five. Okay, so basically, as I, I think it's going to work where Harry is going to give us a name, or Pete, or does Pete give us a number? F- or wait, we're just ranking on, on, we'll just rank it. Pete, you get five and you get number one. Quarterbacks who should be benched. So five is the, one is the, the most benchable? Most benchable. Uh, oh, actually, what we need is we need to have you know what we should do is have like I'll get I'll get five I'll names get five, and you have to sort them. Five that should be benched. What'd you there say, Pete? Huh? There five. There there five, five that, yes, there are. Ritter. <laughs> I wouldn't start with oh at, at the bottom. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you think about I think it. I think so. Like I think if you did it in the way like that the, the YouTube people do it, where I right, we'll throw out five names and you have to slot them, and so like the final Go one ahead. could be Patrick Mahomes, and like he's number one. You look like an idiot, but whatever. Go ahead. Go ahead. Desmond Ritter. Three. Wow, I would have had Desmond Ritter at, at one. No, um, no, he's not the most benchable. I don't think you should. I don't think you should bench him. But go ahead. Bench okay, him. Derek Carr. Five. Joe Burrow. Bench him. No, sit him down. That was for breach. Sit him down or bench him. Frisco doesn't know how to play. You sit him down on the bench. Sit him down four. Okay. Um, Bryce Young. One. No. <laughs> no. Uh, who, I mean, who else needs to be bit? Daniel New Jones? England. New England. New England. Oh, Mac, Mac Jones. He's number one. You think so? Wow. I, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't bench any of them. What about this one? You wouldn't let Taylor Heineke go in in Atlanta oh, ahead of no. Desmond Ritter? No. No. Uh, no. No, I don't know about that. What about what about Denver? I was going to say Russell Wilson. I'm telling you, when I was there in the <laughs> summer, they were rumbling that he, he was all in on Jared Stidham. All right, well, answer the question then. Are you benching? Well, Russell? Russell, we only have one spot left. Russell's two, so it's Mac Jones one, Russell Wilson two. Yeah, Desmond Ritter three, Joe Burrow four, and and here's Bryce why. Young five. Uh, Mac Jones. When you talk about Mac Jones and Russell Wilson, you kind of know what they are. You still have to find out what Ritter is. I get it. No, we got to play for a couple more weeks. I'm fine with that. All right, fair enough. Pete, who would be at the top of your Jones ranking? Where you have to pick a quarterback named Jones to bench? (laughs) 
Would it be Mac That's Jones right. or Daniel Jones? Mac's ahead of Daniel, I feel like. Make it yeah. worse. Jones or Indiana Jones would be a better quarterback than either of them. <laughs> Young Indiana Jones. QB1, Ryan's QB1 from the draft, Mac Jones. Over Trevor Lawrence. You know it. You read it here first. Did you really have him as your number one? Adam as my uh, .05. That's how much I loved him. He was at the very You had Mac above Trevor Lawrence? You didn't know that? I thought it was like Mac was just your number one. Like ab- Mac was like, my number four. Pete's just like the uh, jab. No, he wasn't your number four. He was not your number four. I got receipts, Pete. You were speaking of, speaking of Pete taking jabs. Yeah, did you, you, did you know Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers called Travis Kelsey Mister Pfizer today on the McAfee show. <laughs> you weren't. You weren't as. You weren't as dumb to have him ahead of Trevor Lawrence, but you had him right behind him. <laughs> no, I did. It is. It is. It is. Do you know the most important lesson Wilson has learned as the junior draft analyst here at CBSSports.com? Don't tell Pete anything. Yes, no, no, no there's, there's zero repercussions for being wrong with your rankings. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's just like back in the day when I thought Christian Ponder would be good. There's no repercussions for me. Rick Spielman drafted him. Look at the repercussions for him. Yeah, he got fired. Oh! He got fired, Pete. Not yeah. for Ponder, though. He also drafted Kellen Mond in the third round. Ooh, I love geez. Kellen Mond. We brought that up. We brought that up again on Sunday. He was making a crack about something I said about a quarterback. I go, you drafted Kellen Mond. You, <laughs> you guys are terrible. And, you know and that they, the way, Ryan liked him too. I just said that. I just admitted to that. I think Ryan likes anybody Rick Rick drafted or Rick likes. Ryan, you ever think about switching to contact so you see the screen better? <laughs> when I'm watching the guys. <laughs> Rank contact brands. What are you watching? He liked Malik Willis too. What are you watching? Oh, stop it. Stop making up stories, Pete. Mm, 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 mm. All right. That'll do it for us. Got all kinds of rankings. We ranked celebrities. We ranked um, Chicago songs. We ranked uh, quarterbacks who need to be benched. You don't know the Chicago songs. I do. You Give me five. Before we get out of here, give me five I Chicago songs. I don't know if I can name five, but if I, I, can, if I hear them, I'll know them. I listen to Chicago. My parents love Chicago growing up. I listen to it all the time. Yeah. See, he said he could, and he can't. Can you name five off the top of your head? Yeah. 25 or 64, Saturday in the Park, Color My World. Um, uh, if I think about it, yeah, maybe I can. <laughs> Will you still love me tomorrow? Yeah. That's theirs, right? Those are the later ones. Yeah. You're yeah, the inspiration. Good call. I got here. one. Yeah. Everybody needs a little time away. All right. That's, that's the cue. You're the meaning of my life. Did you say hard to say I'm sorry? Hard to say I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. All right. That'll do it for us. People need. I'm sorry that people have to listen to that. Me too. This is, this is true. Pete Pete is Joffrey. <laughs> He's the villain, but he makes the podcast fun. And then he jumps, oh, no, no spoilers. By the way, I take that as a compliment. Thank you. Thank hey, Pete. You. Right, no, well, Pete's, no Pete's going to jump out the window now. Yeah, turn around and jump out the window. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Hit us with a like and subscribe. Oh, my God. I thought Wilson fell on his chair for a second. Hit us with a like and subscribe. For Pete, for Wilson, for Breach, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later.